This week's episode is brought to you by Enter the Last Dragon. Yes, that's right. Your host, Roy Rob, uh, is doing a little self-promotion on this one. We uh, specifically want to thank all of our listeners, and we appreciate the returning listeners who have come back to help support the movement and who are spreading the word. And we just encourage others to be advocates of into the last dragon in the movement we're trying to get going for people who are all about the culture for black people people who are lovers of martial arts and people who believe in being their authentic self just like i do uh, i am your host and uh once again enter the last dragon now let's get into some martial art what's good into the last dragon you're up i have another special edition coming to your way from a partner of mine who i've known all the way back from that brazilian jiu-jitsu world on the mats with my one of my good friends colleagues uh this brother's doing his thing when it comes to martial arts and as well as just being an overall amazing guy himself welcome to end of the last dragon what's good my friend travis travis perry what's up what's up brother how you doing Oh man, life is beautiful, man. Life hey, is hey, extremely beautiful. What they go? What you go by, man? Travis. Travis is what I know you by, but what they call you out here? Oh uh, man, T T P T Perry T One. Uh, uh, my my family calls me Trap. You know, I can just go by Travis if you like. I'm That'll not work. Either. I got you. I got you. No doubt. So tell tell my not my listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us what you have going on. Just start with the basics, and then we'll kind of dive in deeper as we go along with this interview. What you got going on? Well, right now I'm at right Travis? now I'm active, right now I'm active duty Air Force. Um, I'm out here out here in Texas. You know, um, been married for ten years. Just past July. Congrats! Uh, Congrats! Husband to, husband to a beautiful woman um, who's been who's been riding with me when I had. A hundred dollars to my name, sleeping on my grandmother's couch. Wow. Okay. And, uh, a father, a father of a uh, uh, two beautiful, wonderful kids, uh, eight year old little girl, and a seven week old son. He's he brand new out here. Wow, that's amazing. Congrats! Shout out to that man. Brand new baby on the scene. I'm sure you sweating a little bit, like tired as I don't know what. You oh right? yeah, losing <laughs> sleep the whole night. No doubt. So so. Uh, you you're in the Air Force, happily married, got two beautiful children. Uh, what do you do for the Air Force? What else you got going on? Uh, I'm executive administration, so I, I, I handle paperwork, handle logistics, um, just making sure paperwork gets to the right place. So you know my commander is happy. Do you uh, have to? Have you ever had to? Have you ever been deployed or ever had to do anything when it comes to the military side, where you were overseas doing other? uh big big things like that uh no I've, I've never been deployed but i have i did do a special duty um last last year about half the year it was called uh honor guard and what that is it's performing uh performing for military funerals okay okay well what i will say is uh enter the last dragon says thank you for your service uh it's, it's brothers like you that are that should be congratulated all the time, and we at Enter the Last Dragon definitely appreciate our our people who are active active duty. My mother is a veteran; she was in the military, she was in the army. Uh, so I, anyone who has doing that done that time, as well as other family members, I know as well. So thank you again, brother. Yeah. All right. So tell. No doubt, no doubt, man. So um, 
You know, my show is based around two legendary individuals, Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee Roy. Uh, that brother Bruce Lee has done an outstanding job of the the culture that he has brought to the U.S. and how he has exploded it to other martial arts. Uh, he's just been an amazing legend in his own right from the movies he's done and all the above. And Bruce Leroy has done the same, just even one single movie in the culture is being a black brother making, even though his thing was kind of like, I'm, I'm want to be Bruce Lee, but for the culture, he did a lot, man. And it just, it just really resonates with me when it comes to martial arts. But what about you, man? How did you get into martial arts? Tell us a little bit about your start and where that came from. Well, I started Taekwondo when I was nine years old, uh, back in Hampton, Virginia. That's where I was born and raised till I was 13 and then, you know, ended up in Dallas for the rest of the, for the rest of the years. But uh, that's where so wait, my, you started, my love for you martial started, arts started. You started at nine years old. It kind of cut out. You started at nine years old and then what to 13? Uh, I was I was there in Hampton, Virginia, where I first started my martial arts. Okay. And then uh, ended up in uh, in Dallas at the age of 13. Okay, and then uh, went with that stand of martial arts. Was it just kind of one of those things where you just learning to train? Did you compete? Uh, what, no, what it was it it was more it was more so training. Like I I didn't I didn't do I didn't participate in Taekwondo very long. Like it's, it's kind of funny because I I was always you know I was raised by a single mother, so it wasn't so much that she was gonna let me do mm-hmm. outside of football and uh, and basketball. Amazingly, I played hockey as a kid. You know. Wow. Think of the unicorn. Think of the right. unicorn from the hood from that. You know what I'm saying? So, right, like what? Um, and I always said, like, my you and I and I always wanted to box. I always wanted to to fight. Like I always wanted to do that. But she wouldn't let me. I was like, okay. my you let me play hockey. That don't even make sense. But, That's like, crazy. All right. So then, and then, what's your next thing? How? What was the next transition? You played uh, sports in high school, or what did you do? Yeah, I played played sports in high school. Played uh played a little basketball. Played a little football. I was actually on my high, most of my high school career. I was on my high school step team. Oh, straight up. So you got some skills on uh, when it comes to uh, that footwork and uh, choreography. Yeah. All right, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So what? What else? What else? Uh, translated uh, to your transition? Like, how'd you end up in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Because that's where I met you at on the match. So my wife, who was who was prior Air Force, you know, shout out to her. Um, we were stationed in Germany in 2009, and coincidentally, the over at Ramstein Air Base, and coincidentally, I was just I was still like you know in between jobs a little bit, so but I had so in between interviews I had a little free time, so I was at the I was at the gym and I was ready to play like a pickup basketball game, and I saw this guy named Lau, and he was he got he had the broom and he was sweeping the mats up and it was just me and him in the gym and that's how I knew it was meant to be for me to go ahead and jump in on 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 the uh, on the grappling tip because my curiosity I've I've always been a curious a curious guy I've always been that that person so my curiosity got the best of me I was like hey man like what you doing over there I'm like what, right. what you about to wrestle he was like. Well, not kind of. I'm like helping my guy get ready for a fight and, uh, you know, just learning some submissions and stuff. I was like, well, kind of like kind of like what you see on TV, like like the cage fight and the MMA stuff. He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, OK. So I kept bouncing the ball. And he was like, hey, you want to come over here and learn? I, that was it. Huh? I, that was it. 
I just need all I needed was the invitation. Wow, man, that's good. So, um, I I had a a very unique start to getting on the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So my uh, shout out to the Qs, Omega Sci Fi. My um, my line brother, uh, he is or had been doing martial arts for a minute. And uh, what happened was um, we wrestled, just messing around. The cues just messing around. We, we wrestled sometimes. Well, he we were wrestling one day, and he put me in his lock. And I didn't know what he was doing, but he made he submitted me and made me tap. Now, I'm bigger than him, stronger than him. If it was just a regular wrestle, wrestling match, easily took him. But his knowledge, he whooped on me so bad. I was like, what the hell just happened, man? You know what I'm saying? He, put, he broke me down. So then... Um, I started doing my research after I got thrashed by him. I went to judo because I wanted to be able to just throw him. <laughs> so I went into judo and got my body banged up. I did that for about like eight months. Uh, I was doing competitions, got whooped on, learning judo, but my body started really getting beat up. And I was just like, man, it's got to be another way. I actually went and transitioned to what he was doing. I was like, man, I, heard, I saw this thing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it just seemed like it was a better fit. Because uh, if, if you, I mean, judo is awesome, but you really got to know how to fall. You got to really be uh, aware of how much wear and tear you're putting on your body. Um, it's, it's just one of those things where uh, I got a lot of benefit for what I learned in judo, and it was able to translate real any Brazilian jiu-jitsu match so it worked out well I was able to get a good foundation and I transitioned to what I fell in love with which was, was Brazilian jiu-jitsu so it's kind of cool to hear your start was just curiosity piquing your interest that's kind of cool man that's real cool so you you got over there and then what happened you started working out with them regularly or what happened next yeah it was it was more of a regular thing you know I was uh I started I started my job and you know, when you first start somewhere, you know, you're on a probationary period. So they're not really giving you that many hours, type, you know, you know, you know, that that type of thing. So um, it just so happens that my wife, uh, the, the job that she performed, which is public affairs, you know, taking pictures. It just so happened that her and her supervisor had pulled this job that like one of the nights that I was off to come over and like take pictures of the guy, of the, the Wednesday night group guys grappling and everything. Unbeknownst to me, uh, they had these things called uh, like they were kind of like USO tours, and like which means you know a lot of uh, uh, public figures and celebrities come overseas and you know perform for the troops, whether it be music, comedy, uh, basketball, whatever the case, you know whatever the case may be. Right. And uh, I didn't know what I was walking into. I just knew I was about to get you know get some rolling in or whatever with a group of guys and. In come walks Tom Atencio, the former CEO of uh, Affliction. And then Sonny Garcia, the pro surfer. And uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Brian Stan. Wow. A, a former Marine. And I I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, like, what, what's going on? Right. And they had, you know, they had did some tours that day. And then they, they had asked, like, hey, what's the... Is there any any groups on base rolling? And I just happened to be there that night, and wow. I got to I got to roll with uh and Jason Lambert, Jason the Punisher Lambert was there too, and yeah. um I got to roll with him, Brian Stan, Tom Atencio, Sonny wow, Garcia, man. like it was 
like next time we see each other, I'm gonna have to show you the pictures. I, I just so found you, the disc of that uh, of that whole session. Wow! So you was hooked. It was yeah, over. I was you was hooked. hooked I, was, that I couldn't like I couldn't believe it. And yeah. you know, of course, you know they they have their like their preset you know pictures, you know their promo pictures, and you know they're giving autographs. And I'm the type of person that takes things to heart. And Something as simple as Brian Stan saying to me, Dear Travis, train hard. I that was it. it. I, I still it. have that photo. I still have that autograph in my in my nightstand drawer. I feel that, man. I feel that. Uh, what has it done? Has that has that one little thing progressed you further even now in your martial arts career? Like what has that? Where are you at now? Where are you at now? Who, uh, what was the next transition? Kind of keep going through that linear talk about that line of where you've been on your training well, goals. Yeah, the next transition was you know like I you know I just kept going you know at noon every every other day uh, when you know when it when it was available, just learning stuff and picking up and and I noticed that I picked up on it quicker than what I thought. And just, you know, you know, you have you have these you have these moments when you're in these positions and you just you just trying stuff out. Right. And, you, and then you your instructor is saying, hey, that that's actually something I would have did. And you're like, oh, OK. So, you know, that that, that encouragement, you know, that, that makes you keep want to keep want to going. And then, you know, that that tearing into if your ego is not, it, you have in martial arts, your, your ego, you have to check your ego at the edge of the mat. Yeah. You have to check that at the door because if right. you come in there with the wrong attitude, you will get wrecked. Exactly, and you will not want to come back. Tell, tell them that nugget. Happen. Tell my listeners that nugget one more time. So the if, individuals who are if, thinking about getting into martial arts, listen to this gym one more time. If you are thinking about getting into martial arts because you saw it on TV, you saw Conor McGregor do it, and it looks cool, and or whatever the case may be, if you are, I don't care if it's your traditional Taekwondo, Karate, Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, Boxing, whatever. If You you need to check your ego at the door. Check right. your ego at the edge of the mat. Because you go in there with the wrong attitude, you have already lost. You already it's like lost. A car, it's like, a car, it's like, it's like going, going to the dealership trying to buy a car. You, yeah. ain't, got, you ain't got good credit. And you ain't paid off, the, paid off your previous car enough. You upside down from the jump. And right. You don't have higher payments at a higher interest rate. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's the same thing when you step on the mat with a bad attitude. That's real, man. That's real. So then, how'd you end up in in the St. Louis metro area? What? How, how did that transpire in the St. Charles area? All that stuff. So funny, funny enough, a good a good friend of mine that's still over in Germany, uh, Andy, when he realized how serious I was. In my training, because he never, I would, tr I would go over his house, I would hang with him all the time, and he never told, he would never mention anything about fighting Timmy, until he really realized I was serious. And one day I went over there, and he told me, "Hey, man, one of my best friends." He's like, "You know, I'm from St. Louis." I was like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "But one of my best friends is the top guy in the area." I was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "Yeah, but you know, just I I'll tell you more about him later." So we were leaving Germany for good and we were in a transition whether we were going to go back to virginia or go go where her dad is in southern illinois which is about 15 20 minutes from st louis 
So we made the decision to, you know, me kicking and screaming, going to St. Louis because I never, I, I didn't, I didn't know what was out there. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Right. But the day before we left, he was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna put you in touch with my best friend Zach Freeman." Ah, oh, that's how. Okay, okay. Now I got. And that's you. how I ended up at St. Charles. I got you, man. So that's how your St. Charles MMA uh, introduction happened through Freeman. That's cool, man. That's perfect. Okay, so you get in touch with Zach. He uh, he he puts you on. Uh, where did it transition? Because now you you come into this school who is uh, pretty much dominating the area. Uh, where did that transition? So you you fresh you fresh in. You know some stuff. You got your stuff going here. You come in and competition is different. Tell me where you transpired. How long did you train there? All the above. Um, So I trained there from 2012 till till, uh, 2016 when I went, Mm -hmm. when I left for uh, basic training. Uh, I went and uh, it was a Thursday night. I'll never forget it. I drove 50 minutes from Southern Illinois to St. Charles and back at the back at the big building. Oh yeah. Back at the big building. Yeah. So um I walked in and I was I was kind of taken aback because I was supposed to meet Zach that day. Okay. I was supposed to meet Zach that day. But I think Zach had already trained and he left. He must have forgot or had something going on. But you know normally sometimes some when somebody's supposed to meet somebody somewhere they were like oh well I'll just come back when he's here. I'm like, nah, I, I, I drove all the way out here for a reason. About to, it's about to go down. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I, was like, I drove all the way out here for a reason, man. And I, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, whatever's going on. That's what I'm going to do. And at the time, you know, that, you know, they had an open mat and that's when, and I, and I'm type, I do my research. So before I go anywhere, I need to know kind of what I'm walking into. Right. So when I first stepped on the mat, the first person I recognized was Josh Sampo. Okay. That was the first person I recognized because I saw a couple of knuckle junkies interviews that Zach did and Sampo did. And that's when I met Mike for the first time. Okay. And me and him got to talking and he was like, uh, he asked me my lineage and, you know, because over in Germany, my lineage over there was through Henzo Gracie and Ricardo Almeida. So he was like, oh, okay. All right. He was like, well, do you want to? You want you know you can jump in on open roll if you want. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, I got my gi in the car. Is that cool? can I go get it? He was like, no, don't worry about it. Just you know, you know, do you know gi thing? Somebody will take their top off for you uh, and roll with you. So I was like, okay. Did that, and I'm just going out there doing my thing and I was ho- you know holding my own. It's good. And yeah. after about um, after about about 30, 40 minutes going with a few guys, open mats over. And you know how when you first come in to a gym, they say, hey, you can try a class for free, like one class. And I was about to leave. And Mike said, hey, you can stay for wrestling if you want. I have never wrestled a day in my life. (laughs) And Alp was running the class. Oh, man, bro. Out of all people, Alp ain't no joke, bro. Not not a little bit. There's nothing... (laughs) There is nothing joke, joke, joke worthy about out when it comes to oh, wrestling. Oh man! At all. Hey, so so listeners, so you know, 
Uh, we had a, um, I want to say he was all American. He was, I know he's something like super high level overseas. I can't remember what level or what, if he was an Olympian, I know he was something, all something, but he was a competitor as well at our gym. He went on to UFC as well. Uh, he's a brother that is rock star when it comes to that wrestling game. Really held it down. He trained, started at our gym as well. And he's now training on the East Coast, like Jersey or New York or something, as I recall. It might be, he might even travel somewhere from there. I just haven't. I think, kept he, I think he's out on the West Coast now. He's I'm on the West mistaken. Coast. He man, may be out in Cali. But he wasn't no joke, man. He was, he was, yeah. I've been in one of his classes. Hands down, no joke. So that was just first introduction to wrestling. That was A my class first out. That was my first introduction to straight up wrestling. Amateur wow. wrestling was my it was Alps class. Wow. And uh he you know, we went through a few drills, you know, the shoot to the sprawl, and then uh, you know, we did we did a uh, we did a live we did a live spar with the wrestling. And he pulled me off to the side afterwards. He was like, You you know, you, you sure you never wrestled before? I'm like, nah. And I've always been the type of person that's like, I'm a visual learner. Yeah. If I see it, I want to try to go somewhere and try to implement it, you know? Yeah. And um, again, after that's done, I'm I'm beat. I'm about to leave. That And Mike comes back to me and says, <laughs> you ain't got hey, me. you know, we got, uh, we, we got Muay Thai next. I was like, Cool. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man. Cool. I'm, get, I'm definitely going to get my gas worth coming out. Right. Of here. <laughs> That's live, man. So you did the training. Uh, did you, did you, uh, before you left, did you do, did you do, did you do a, a blue belt on the mics lineage or? I didn't because I wasn't um, where I was. Like, it was a, it was, a, it was a little hard for me to get out there as much as I needed to. Okay. To do that. Um, I was the only one working at the time. My wife was in school and we stayed almost an hour away. So it was a little it was a little hard. But when I was in there, I was in there for hours. I feel that. You know, I, I was, that. you know, if it was a month if it was a Monday, I was there from from four from four, four thirty MMA uh all the way till nine that night. Like so I, what? I was gonna I was gonna make that, you know, worth the while. And I did that, you know, two, three times out of the week. Yeah. Um, including this, including Saturdays. And um, so it I, I would have liked to have been able to into in, in a position to be able to, you know, do a blue belt test under that. Cause I, I I've seen and heard the stories. It ain't for the week. Right. But I um I've always wanted to challenge myself like that. And I've and I always said I I did a post maybe about six months ago, and um I said I'll never you know, no matter where I go, no matter what I obtain in martial arts, I will probably never feel a sense of fulfillment unless I get the chance to go up against one of the Vagi killers in a tournament setting. I uh, no doubt. I feel that. Because me being there under that um, being under that banner for four years, I know what they're bringing. Yeah. I especially especially the boys in Mount Vernon. Yeah, it ain't no joke, man. Andrew Andrew Wilsey, his little brother Bird. Yeah, it ain't no joke. Yeah, that's that, the, that pedagogy submission. It's not a game. 
Pedigo is like off the chain. His whole his his lineage, his boys are just t- taking it to another level. Pedigo got some beast over there, man. Some beast. Yeah, beast. I mean, I, that that was the me going over there the first time. That was the first time I left a jujitsu practice bleeding. Yeah, man. Yeah, them dudes ain't no joke. Hands down, ain't no. They they on top of the podium each and every time. They number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't. I'm not shocked when I see it now. I'm like, like, love, love, all this. It's, yeah, it's just normal now. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's normal. So, as far as your uh, aspirations and goals, man, what you think is next when it comes for you in martial arts? Um, what, what what's your goal to with your with your training? Are you training at the very moment? And who whose team are you on? <coughs> so yes, I am training at the very moment. Um, I train under Rodrigo Pinero and uh, Pete Spratt. Pete Spratt, a former uh, UFC vet, um, one of the one of the few people that actually beat Robbie Lawler. Right. Um, one, you know, fought GSP back in uh, back in Canada. You know, a, we- a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the, uh, on on the MMA uh, deal and Muay Thai. And then uh, my goal for jiu-jitsu right now ultimately is all it's really always been to, to obtain my black belt. Um, but, you know, of course, baby steps, you know, crawl before you walk. You know, right. I'm not going to lie. When the, the day I get my blue belt, I might cry because it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long it's going to be a long time coming. Yeah, from, man. Yeah. From your start to now. No doubt. Yeah. So I. I, I that that day you will get a phone call from me that day. <laughs> That's good, man. I'm waiting for it. I'm re- I'm ready for it. All right. So, hopes to get your black belt. Always gonna train hard. What else are you doing that's in uh, in the the world of martial arts? You got any other things going on that outside pro- projects? You- yeah, actually. Uh, so my a friend. A childhood friend of mine's, uh, he's my business partner. We started a clothing company um, called Powerful Blessed Champions. And actually, it was something that from childhood, PBC Powerful Blessed Champions has always been uh, a part, you know, a part of us. It started out um, just a couple of, you know, a few kids from the block. And then it transitioned to a let, let, let's let's incorporate music with it. And then it's st- and then it just like you know let's let's make this a let's make this a lifestyle brand like let, let let's put let's put this let's make a logo let's put it on some clothes let's get an LLC like, like we did that and right you know so it's it's a secure it's a it's a clothing apparel company and it's a uh, secure uh, private security company as well oh is that is that what's on your shirt now yeah that's this is what's on my shirt. This is the logo. Y'all probably if you're on my Facebook page, Travis Perry, or on my Instagram, uh PBC underscore dynasty. This the 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 lion looks familiar. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. So it's a security company and it's a it's a clothing brand. Security company, who, who what um uh, what are you doing? Who are you doing security for? Uh really anybody that that you know that that require that requires the services or is inquiring about the services. Um you know, my, my, my guy has, you know, provided protection from, from anywhere from ASAP Rocky to, uh, you know, high ranking members of, of the, you know, Nation of Islam, you know, different uh, various artists, you know, 
whoever wants security birthday party church doesn't even like doesn't even matter that's, like we there that's for. dope that's dope man that's good so you got that going it So that one more time, you breaking up? No, no, my bad. What other, uh, what else, pro what other projects do you have going on? What other things are you doing? Well, uh, still on, still on the on the aspect of, of powerful blessed champions. What if you go, if you go to the Instagram page, and on the Facebook page, you'll see that there's clothes. Yes, there's people that um, support, you know, celebrities, things like that. But what I like to do is highlight you know everyday people whether they're you know up and coming fighters that you know nobody knows about or just people who have persevered in their life nice. you know and this like you know the the wherewithal whether it be you know single fathers single mothers um and any and everything in between i want to hot you know i want to highlight those folks as well um it's not just about sports it's just anybody yeah. can be a powerful blessed champion same thing i do similar here how, how do you how do, how do you how are you doing it? How are you highlighting them? You are you what is it done? What are you doing on Instagram to highlight them? So I'll I'll uh I'll have a picture of them and I'll put a story up under uh like in the uh, in, in the uh, in the caption and I'll add them and uh tell them hey man you know give them a follow and like I'll put quote you know put quotes up things like that you know just really getting the background of their story and finding a quote or coming up with a quote that embodies them. On top of that, and our and our motto, our motto at uh, at PBC is in all things be powerful, be blessed, be a champion, be powerful. You know, do everything to the best of your ability. Do it full throttle, no apologies, no exceptions. Uh, and in and everything you do, be a blessing to somebody, and to be a champion, just give it your all and and be the best at what you're doing. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. That that right there just seems like you've got a lot of good energy coming from. Uh, you as a person uh, sounds like you're giving a lot of good energy out into the world, which is also a great thing. So it's kind of like the secret, you know what I'm saying? What you're putting out is what you're receiving back as well, man. So that's that's amazing, man. What what else? Uh, what else? What else you got going on with powerful power? Is it powerful blessed champions? Right. Mm -hmm. Like what else? What else you got going on with, with that? Like what do you plan to do with that or how are you taking it to the next level? Definitely taking it. So, like, we're getting we're getting a uh, we're in the midst of getting a uh, website uh, built and just getting some more legal things uh, situated. So we're we're you know we're we're that much more legit uh, with it. Mm -hmm. uh, we definitely want to take our business you know on a on a national scale. Um, my plan and my my dream is to see this logo inside the UFC cage. Yeah, that'd be dope. I would love to see that. And actually, I told Dana White that March 29th. All right. Because <laughs> I gave, like I, I was a uh, perfect, perfect, uh, perfect segue. So I've, um, I was in Vegas last year. Me and my wife took a took took my birthday trip out there, and I always wanted to go to International Fight Week. And uh, I was watching. We went to go watch Luis fight in the finale show oh okay no doubt yeah, yeah. We, went, we went to go do that and so we did that and i had no plans in going to the pay-per-view the next night the, the steep a and dc uh one fight no intention 
So we were like, yeah. So my wife was like, hey, look, it's your birthday weekend. Look, let, let's do it. I was like, yeah. okay, fine. So we was in the stands. She bought the tickets. Boom. We, we had it set up for the next day. So it was in an inter- intermission, and I was get I was uh getting something to drink, going back to my going back to my seat, and I run into Ed Soares, Anderson Silva's manager, yeah. and who is the CEO of, of LFX. So we got to talking for about five minutes, and unless you are a diehard fan, you really don't know who Ed Soares is. He's a very like he's like a regular guy. You know, you so many people passed him up, but I didn't want to draw attention to him, so I was just like, hey, you know, Ed. Boom, boom. I was like, you know, shook his hand, got a picture with him. And I got back to my seat. And immediately, as soon as I sat down, I was like, dang. And my wife said, baby, what's wrong with you? I said, I think I, I think I might have tricked off an opportunity. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> so, so. Keep the build up. Keep going. Yeah, so I was like, man, I was like, well. I mean, but we in Vegas. I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm like, it's, I mean, I just I'll just chalk that one up. But in the back of my mind, I said, if it's meant for me, if I see him again, it was meant for me to talk to him like further. So I let it go. Had a great rest of the night, you know, you know, sp- you know, just just painted the town, like, you know, just painted the town that night with my wife, and got up the next day. Got the Uber to the uh, to the venue, and how T how the T Mobile Arena sits is in between Park MGM in New York, New York, uh, the hotel over there, and it's it's really like in like in at the uh, at the apex of the cul de sac. So she so my Uber driver is like, yeah, I don't uh, this is my first time being over here. I don't know where to drop y'all off at. I'm sitting behind the driver and I'm just looking around, still in amazement of like, man, I can't believe I'm in Vegas. And the next, something told me, look to the sidewalk to my wife's side of the car. Guess who's walking by himself? Nobody bothering him. That was it. That's crazy. I almost jumped out the car. I said, ma'am, stop. Like, stop the car right now. And my wife's looking at me. I'm still not saying nothing to my wife. She's like, Baby, what's your, like, wow, why are we stopping right here? I'm like, babe, just get out the car. <laughs> like, just get out the car right now. So, got out the car, and I yelled to him, Ed. And he stopped. And usually, you know, when you think you hear somebody call your name, you kind of stop, and you just keep on going. But he, right. he saw me get out the car. And, you know, I, I played it cool. I was like, hey, man, you know, it's, it's good to see you again. He said, uh, Travis, right? Now, it's International Fight Week. That's it's dope. It's 50 million people in Vegas. That's dope. And he says, Travis, right? We met last night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on the steps. He's like, yeah, I remember you. How you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And I shot my shot. I said, listen, are y'all looking to bring more people on the LFA? And he's like, matter of fact, actually, we are. He was like, well, what's your, you know, what's your, what's your background and what do you do now? And I said, well, you know, this is what I do in the military. Um, you know, I've, I've done this. I've done so, this, sort of this type of work, you know, in Germany with local promotions over there. Um, I'm, I'm passionate about it the whole nine. And he said, well, what's your availability? Like, 
cool, what's your availability? I was like, well, my availability right now is not the best because my con the way my contract is set up, I can't really f- freely move like that. Yeah. So we that was that was his uh, that was his opening to okay, well, you know, we'll be in touch or you know, hope to see you know, hope to see you down the road type of deal. Nah, he stayed he stayed right there and we and we you know we finished talking and then he said, you know what? Take down my information and e- like email me. And then matter of fact, he's like, Where where you say you train out of? I was like, when I told him, he was like, Tell your coach, tell Pete to get you into contact with a guy named Sven. I had no idea who this guy was. So I let I we went to the went to the uh to the event, got back to Illinois because we drove there to, to catch our flight. That was like a few days afterward, and I and I hit my coach up. I said, Hey Pete. Um, I ran into Ed, and he told me to tell you to let me get in contact with Sven. I don't even know who that is. And he said, oh, yeah, Sven's my manager. He's the president of the company. What? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that at all. He was like, he was like, what you trying to do? I was like, well, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm trying to do. He was like, all right, hold on. Five minutes later, he was like, hey, Sven is expecting your email. And I was like, I'm not letting this opportunity like slip. I was like, I don't care what I got to do. So I kept, I kept emailing, I kept emailing. And every week I wasn't getting anything back, but I was just like, Hey, just, you know, just you do enough to kind of keep them at the forefront of of their mind. So I did that. And one day I was, I was leaving work and, Lo and behold, boom, I got a, I got a reply back. He was like, hey, I don't want you to think, you know, we just real busy right now. I'm going to get in touch with you. Okay, fine, no problem. But I was like, hey, but before you go, I noticed that y'all have this show, this show, this show coming up. I'm in Texas. One show is two hours from me. I'm from Dallas. It's nothing for me to jump in the car and come there too. He was like, I'll see you in Colleen. So he said that. So he did that. It was on a Friday. I left work at 4.30. I went to the gym next door, changed my clothes, and got straight into two-hour traffic. Just got, got there to make it to the show just in time. Wow. Didn't, didn't, I enjoyed the show. Didn't see anybody. Because so my whole plan was wait to the show, try to find somebody. Really not knowing how the landscape of it was, how, you know, how it was going to go. And uh, I kept, I, I knew I had seen Ed before, but I kept seeing this guy sitting, Ed was sitting beside, he had an LFA shirt on, but I can never see the front of his face. I just saw the back of his head. But I went to Sven's profile and snagged the photo off of him so I know who I'm talking to and know who I'm looking for. And it was, the, it was an intermission right before the main event, and there was a stand behind me. And I look, I look behind me, and Sven is standing right there. Wow, so that's I crazy. Get up, so I get up, I say, uh, and I go over there, I play it smooth, like I'm really like trying to see what's going on in the stand, and I kind of like, kind of brush him a little bit. So he's like, "Oh yeah, my, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." He goes, "What's your name?" I said, "I, I was like, you're Sven, right?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Hey, I'm Travis. Hey, nice to meet you." And we got to talking. And he and I told him, I just laid it all out for him. I was like, look, this is my situation. I can come day of the show. 
I can take off and come. Whatever y'all need me to do, I'm trying to get my foot in the door the whole nine. And he said, I like your hustle. I was like, matter of fact, I know y'all got another show in two weeks in Dallas. Just so happens, I'm going to be there anyway. So he's That's like, good. I'm going to leave your name at the door. Meet me at 2 o'clock <laughs> that Friday. And it's been on ever since. What? Get out of here, man. That is gangster. Hold up, man. That Okay, End of the Last Dragon. If you want to hear the perseverance story right there, bro, that is like, hey, Bruce Leroy is seeking his freaking master, and he is seeking so hard that he is not going to stop until he finds the master. Well, guess what Travis has just done? He had one goal in mind, and freaking, oh, my God, he accomplished that goal, man. That's a, that's that's like mad hustle. That's amazing times 10. That's awesome. Yeah. So 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 you're doing this now. You've done how many shows that you work with them now? Uh how many I shows? Work, I work four shows. I've worked uh three in <clears throat> Dallas and one in uh Belton, Texas. And the Belton, Texas show, which was March 29th, that's where I met Dana White at. Wow. And him him uh Dean Thomas and Matt Sarah were filming the Looking for a Fight show. And if you go back and look, actually, if you go back and look at that episode, I forget what episode it is, but if you look on YouTube and in the uh, in the caption, it'll say, you know, they visited Jesse Je- uh, Jesse James's ranch, you know, from West Coast Choppers. Yeah, that's the show. I made a ca- I'm in that show. That's like awesome, tour, like the very, the tour, like the very end. And uh, shout out to my boy Brandon uh, Harsting, we uh, Bandit. He works for LFA as well. That's who I work with hand to hand. Me and him have a great, you know, working relationship when we work backstage together. He put me in that position. That's awesome, man. Uh, they were coming, and one of the one of the uh, one of the one of the uh, workers wanted him to be the one to escort Dana and Dean and Sarah to their seats and everything like that, kind of look after him. And once they walked, once they walked away, he said, he said, look, bro, I'm about to throw this to you. I was like, what you mean, man? They want you to do it. He was like, he's like, bro, don't worry about all that. This is your, this is your opportunity here. Take it, run with it. All right. <laughs> so That's so dope, man. That, and I'm trying to, I'm cool on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I leave, I, I went and I went to make sure everything was good inside. And I come back to the backstage and blacked out escalators pulling up and Dana White gets out the car. Wow. And when I tell you I thought Dana White was taller, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize I was taller than Dana White. I'm not short, <laughs> but I ain't 6'5", either. <laughs> so I was like, wow, like, he, oh, man. Like, he a normal-sized dude. Right, so, right, right. you know, got to meet him, got to meet Dean Thomas. I actually got to, had a really good conversation with, uh, with Matt Sarah, let him know that you know, where my lineage started. And he, you know, shot the invitation out to me whenever I'm in New York to come by to school. 
So I'm going to take that opportunity as well. But, you know, when I tell you know, we see Dana White at press conferences and when he's at odds with people. Yeah, yeah. You see the turmoil, the tension. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, the show. It's like a show, right? Right. But you pull that onion. But 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 he is who he is. He's that. He's definitely that. And when you when you're running a multi-billion-dollar business, you almost kind of you got to have that that type of layer of skin dealing with those all those different types of personalities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. like in understanding business, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. You know, and like some of my favorite fighters have been on the receiving end of that. Yeah, man. Dana gave him but that I business. Can't. Yeah, yeah. But outside of all of that, on the other side of that, he is one of the most down-to-earth multi-millionaires on planet Earth. Ah, uh, that's cool. He's, that's just, cool, he's like a regular dude. Like, his enthusiasm, but it's contagious. That's it's, cool. It's contagious. Man. Like, he's, he's all smiles. He's all – and he loves the fans. Yeah. He loves them. I mean, I, I watched – I got. I was escorting. I escorted them. I had got them all situated from the backstage. Get you know, gave them, gave everybody the logistics on how this was gonna go. How how long it was gonna take them to get to to one end to the other. I said thirty seconds. It took thirty seconds. Right, and right. And got them there. Got them situated. And in between all of that, in between him getting backstage and signing the fighters that he signed and them getting back and getting him back to the truck. Anybody, any fan that approached him, he made time for. Dang, that's good, man. That's he awesome, man. He made time for. That's awesome. How, how big are these shows you work in? How big are they? Oh, man, like, it's, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a dance hall. We'll do, um, like, the, I'll say the, the ones that I've, I've done, like, the Dallas show, the Bomb Factory, the Bomb Factory is a pretty good size. It packs out real well. And uh the Bell County Expo Center. That's like the that's that's a uh that's Belton, Texas's big like civic center. And that gets packed out pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good too. But they're all, you know, LFA is all over the country. You know, they had a show out in Riverside, California last week. You know, they're you know, we're in uh Salt Lake City, Utah, uh this Friday. Um in Kansas City, Kansas, on the thirteenth, uh, it's some it's some pretty good. And then we're in the October November time frame back in back in Texas, and I will be at those shows. So you so you your goal, um, if I'm understanding right, you are you are you kind of doing both right now, military and this at the same time? Yes. Okay. Right now I work right now because of my schedule, and uh, you know. Military is is the first priority. Um, I work the shows that come to Texas. Okay, cool, cool. So the plan, when when my contract is up, is to go on full time with them, and I'll you know be a part of the be a part of the travel. Okay, that's awesome, man. Well, that's hey, shout out to that man. You doing some major things, man, with the clothing apparel security company, as well as with LFA, man. That's that's major, man. That's awesome. Um, I kind of want to touch on a couple different things that really relate to some of the influences uh, that I've 
Enter the Dragon and The Last Dragon. What movies kind of influenced you, man? I know we were talking about a couple earlier, but what's one that really was impactful for you that that really is is maybe a gem or a nugget for my for my listeners? I know we were talking about a couple earlier. What's your thoughts on the, on the movie side or in general? Um, I think like one one of the <clears throat> I'm gonna try not to get. Whew, I'm gonna try not to get emotional uh, talking about this movie because there's a lot of there's a lot of things in this movie that um, that I've lived through. So, The Blind Side, dope movie. I love that um, movie, no doubt. This is, if those who don't know the story of the, the, the Blind Side movie, it's uh, a Tim McGraw's in it, um, Sandra Bullock. Uh, I forget I forget the boy's name that that plays the character plays Michael Orr on it, but uh, Michael Orr was uh, he grew up grew up in Memphis, and uh, he you know that's his name Quentin Aaron Quentin Aaron that's who plays uh, that's who plays Michael Orr Orr in the movie, and um, man, you talking about a tough upbringing. You know, a someone who who grew up in a neighborhood that you either made it the only way you made it out was in a box, mm-hmm. or you were subjected to the drug game. There, man. You know, I we when we talk about perseverance, man, it's especially especially in the black community. You know, it, it's it's so many things that goes on in the black community not saying it doesn't in others but speaking from experience facts you know i told you he was homeless and a family took him in i was homeless i'm talking same drawers same socks in the middle of the winter sleeping on a park bench Still going to work. Shout out to my little brother, Kirk Basillo. Because it, it didn't matter where I was at. He came and got me. Wow. And made sure I was at work. I didn't, have mu- I didn't have much. But one thing I had, he made sure that I kept was my job. And I, that's my little brother to, to, the, vet, to the very end. Um... But uh, yeah, I mean, you just he he could have easily fell into the drug game, fell into the to the you know to, to gangs and everything. You know, his, his right. mom was strung out on drugs. Um, but he didn't. He didn't let that def- you know be his fate. He didn't. He didn't succumb. He didn't succumb to all of that. He had a goal, and he sought that goal out. He played in the NFL, right? And you know, and people, and people like a Leanne too, who's who's the woman, who's the mother that took him in, uh, and you know, with her family. You know, shouts out to people like that. You know that yeah. that see that see somebody in need, and not scared to give a helping hand or lend a helping hand to somebody that don't look like them. Right, right, man. 
because you know, especially Michael Orr is what was what, is what six between six four and six six, well over three hundred pounds. Six seven, bro. Six Huge. Yeah, so yeah I mean, man. You know, it, you know, rough around the edges, kid. He wasn't he wasn't too bright, you know, uh, scholastically. But the one thing he did have, and people, and this is if you ever know if you ever watch The Blind Side. What his strength was, his strength was played out through the whole movie. He knew he wasn't the smartest. He knew he wasn't the brightest. And the one scene that that I can that I vividly remember was when he first got into the into the private school. It was like four or five sets of his teachers like around this uh, round table, and they were going over his test scores. And they was like, you know, math he's low, science he's low. The whole nine, but he said they said, but the one thing he scored the highest in in ninetieth percentile was protective instincts. Wow! And the and that's why the movie is the Blind Side. Yeah, the Blind Side is it, it's a it's a football it's a football term it's a it's a it's a football metaphor to to protect the quarterback's blind side. Right. So right, you man. see what he doesn't see. Right, man. But that it's a it's a it's it can be a theme of life as well. Because yeah, you you may not you may not see everything coming your way, but right. your instincts is gonna kick in. The people around you that you love dearly may not see everything. But you but your instincts is like yeah, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and get this about get this from around the people that I care about, so they're not right. affected. Another right. scene in the movie when him and uh, the uh, the son, the little boy SJ, they were in the car, they were in the truck that the family had just bought him, and they were they were jamming out, they were grooving in the car, and the next thing you know, they were about to run run, run into the back of another car. And immediately, and you know, you've been in the car with your mommy. He does that that arm shield. Yeah, so the airbag doesn't take you out. Right, right, man. That same that same thing. You that, know, it, that's so dope, man. Like I never thought of the movie to that capacity, but as you're mentioning these different examples, I'm recalling each one of those moments that he played that blindside role, not just on the, on the line protecting the football, I mean the quarterback, um, but he also played it in his, his day-to-day throughout his, his growing up as well. I never thought about it like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people might've caught it, but the, what you just laid out, I mean, there were scenes, of course you caught the little obvious ones, but Note, note to self, that's a nugget in The Last Dragon. Check this out. So if you play to your strengths and don't focus on your weaknesses, he could have focused on his weaknesses. That's what my brother Travis is trying to explain. He could have said, man, you know what? I'm going to just try to get better in math. I'm going to try to get better in English. I'm going to try to get better in all these other things. Instead of focusing on uh, those things, he had to keep them at a certain level of importance, of course, because he wanted to to, to, to progress in life. Absolutely. But he focused more on what he was good at, our talent or his talent, his strength. His, his, I think that's a huge nugget for our fans because it, it allows them to realize 
if you have a strength, go after it, embrace it. It could be your strength of networking. If you yeah. do well of communicating with people, go network. Who knows? Like I, I see in your story, Travis, what you did with L R A, right? L F A. L F A. Bruh, that's that's like people would not be as laser focused and intentional about trying to get things done. And I don't know if it's your military background. I don't know what it is, but you was able to say, "Vroom." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, Blindside is a great example, man. I think my fans really get a, a true appreciation out of that. But uh, now I got to test you, though. So uh, we on this movie thing. Each one of my, uh, each one of my uh, uh, episodes, I got to do Roy's. Uh, Roy Rob takes a little moment and provides a few clues and asks a question, and you have to answer for me on this episode. Name right. for me. I hope I, I, hope I, uh, I, hope I pay it. So, <laughs> so you should be able to get that. Nah, nah, don't, don't be scared of it. I'm going to make it easy. Right. If you answer this too fast, you got to go to five. But I need three people, three, that Bruce Lee fought in his movies. Three. This is easy. I know you can do three. Oh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. <laughs> Uh, my man Bolo Young. All right, and uh, Chuck Norris. Easy. Okay, you got to get to five now. You did three kind of easy, bro. Get to five. Can you get to five? All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, there's. I know there's. Uh, let's see, I said. Bo- I said Bolo, Chuck, and, and Kareem. You said Kareem. those Kareem. Uh. Ugh. He fought this person at the beginning of Enter the Dragon. That was an easy one. He fought somebody at the end of Enter the Dragon. If you can't remember none of them, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, do you know he fought his student in one of his movies? Uh, he didn't know. He didn't. Uh huh. Did and came of death. And uh, I'm about to give it away. Okay, keep going. Uh, no, actually, he fought a, a bunch of students. Kareem wait a minute, didn't he fight women? Didn't he fight Jackie in one movie? Oh, so technically kinda. So in Chinese Connection, Jackie Chan played a stunt double for the uh the that kick scene for mm. the for the main boss at the end. Okay. Connection. Jackie Chan was a stunt double, he got kicked in the neck. That was okay. a true fact. So I give you Jackie. That's okay. four. Okay. All right. You, you, um, you, I, I'll give you Mr. Han. Okay. I give you uh Samuel Hung at the beginning of mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon. Uh you got um you got, uh, I mean, uh, Bruce went against a bunch of folks. Uh, he did. Um, it's, we got. Hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of an off the wall movie. I'm trying to think of somebody falling the big boss. That'll be a good one. It don't matter, man. But you got him, man. I'll take your first three. You got it, man. You good? Yeah, give me, yeah, give me, yeah, at least give me them. Like, <laughs> like that. I mean, they are man. the other ones on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, man, I I know he done fought some more. I'm just trying to remember yeah. the name. And so, bruh, you you definitely provided a lot of value, man. Tell my folks where they can find you at. Where do they find you? Where do they like you? Where do they add? Oh uh, man, you can you you can IG audio. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, man. Simply Travis Perry. Uh, you can find me on uh, IG at a uh, VA underscore TX six. Uh, you can also uh, follow the PBC uh, underscore Dynasty page on IG. Uh, you can follow the Powerful Blessed Champions page on Facebook. Um, that's where you know. That's where you can find me. 
um, on, on social media. You can That's find perfect. me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter at Travis Perry nine. You, you know, you can, you know, and I, and I'm the type, and I just want to, you know, I, I really want to, um, I really want to I really want to say this. Uh, I've been through a lot in my life and a lot of things that could have, that should have, t- should have taken me out. Didn't. Yeah. Um, and I'm be, and, and what I'm about to say, um, this is the first time me saying it out loud. Um, and we're in, in, in the, in, 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 the, in terms of perseverance, like I said, man, like I, Grew up, sing, grew up single parent home, uh, survived, uh, survived childhood molestation. Wow. Um, you know, survived homeless, homelessness. I was almost, I, me and a good friend of mine, who's actually my, uh, my, my business partner, uh, follow him at Great King Shabazz on, uh, on IG and, uh, Chesley Griffin Jr. on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, his older brother today, it would have been his 35th birthday. Um, wow. he was, uh, he was tragically, he was tragically, uh, murdered in 2012, but, um, me and him were, our lives were almost taken four, four years prior to that, wow. um, you know, by a group of 13 individuals, you know, and that, it, 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 it didn't, that didn't take, that didn't take us out. That didn't take me out. And, um, I just want to, and from going from there to not knowing how I was going to eat, not knowing, you know, not knowing like if I was going to be able to change clothes, where I was going to sleep, to go from all of that to go almost bring it full circle to me being homeless in the state of Texas. What are we? It was 2019, 11 years later. I'm married, two beautiful kids, and owning my first home in the same state I was homeless in. That's so awesome. Anybody, I'm telling you right now, you know, whether you're, well, no matter what you're going through, whether, you know, whether, you know, it be physical issues, mental issues, whatever the case may be, listen, you are stronger than what you think. You are, you, you, can, you can overcome so much and having the right people in your corner helps tremendously. I can tell you this from the bottom of my heart, without God, putting my wife in my life yeah there is no telling where i would be wow man there's, that's no, there's no telling where i would be man and that's powerful i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell all y'all listening y'all better no matter what get somebody get somebody that rock for you right strong way right man that's real get, get that's a nugget. somebody and don't let them go <laughs> That's a nugget. That's a nugget. That's a nugget, bro. Hey, hey, thanks for the gems you dropping, bro. Hey, 100%. You definitely add tremendous. You added tremendous value to my show, man. We thank you for coming on, taking the time out of your busy schedule to just bless my listeners with your information, with your story. Uh, It it definitely adds so much to uh, what I'm trying to do in the the community I want to build out. And I'm very thankful. Your information will be on the show notes of course and uh once again it's in the last dragon 
Uh, we we rocking and rolling, man. I've been blessed with with, with continued uh, uh, individuals with with like Travis who is holding it down, and we coming back at you sooner than later. And he'll be definitely back on to the show, my oh, man, yes. Travis. Man, we, sh- shout out, man. Thank you once again, bro. Can, can, can I give a couple shout outs real quick? Ah, uh, you got it, bro. Go ahead, you got it. First, uh, first and foremost, I want to shout out my wife. Uh, shout out to my kids. Yeah. Um, shout out to my team, uh, Pete Spratt and Rodrigo Panero. Um, Rodrigo Panero, Pete Spratt, um, uh, you know, uh, Cole, LFA. Uh, my, LF, uh, my LFA family, uh, Ed Source, Finn Bean, Brandon Harstein, Sammy Boy, Chavez, Bobby Terry, Christian Sutton, um, everybody that, you know, that in uh, uh, Luis uh, Pena, Homie, big uh, dog, Cortez, uh, Cortavius, Energy, Court. uh, a P- PBC sponsored athlete, uh, Charles Energy <laughs> Johnson, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's the uh, homie, Kuya. man. Kuya, Christopher Costa, call him Kuya. He runs the Armed Forces Martial Arts Network on Facebook. Y'all go give him a like, go give him a uh, go give him a, a, a follow one of the most genuine people on planet earth christopher costa link me we, we link hook me up we, we get him on the episode man we get him on oh, the no show doubt. You know what I'm saying? I, I know i know there's a lot more people there's those are just like the people that come to like come to mind of course uh, like my, my 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 entire family in virginia my entire family out in dallas uh my mama of course no <laughs> doubt you, know I mean? you gotta my, put mama uh, out there no one doubt. of the strong one of the strongest women um ever on like on the planet earth my nana francis perry two-time breast cancer survivor um yeah man like just my all my all my big brothers in the game you uh my my big brother jason fan uh crew rob hendry ajan bart uh buck grant uh peace like i said before pete spratt man when i when i tell you <laughs> he has evolved my game on the stat like so much man like i, I, I can't like the, the, we cut the sprat pack sprat pack <laughs> no doubt no doubt man no doubt what hey thank you again bro hey man you really you really put it down on this episode end of the last dragon your host roy rob signing out man once again we appreciate you travis thanks for coming on oh man thanks for having me on man many more Tune in next time for another great episode of Enter the Last Dragon.